0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda podcast. My name is Amanda. The Living Out Loud show is where we invite a different guest each week. We give our guests the opportunity to share her story. Our hope is that their story will encourage you in some way.
1: My name is Allie and I want to say thank you to our awesome listeners for letting us into your life every two weeks. So grab your coffee or favorite beverage and let's get started.
0: Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good. I'm so excited to talk to you this morning. Allie has shared with me about you, and I've looked at your faithful workout stuff. It's awesome.
2: Well, thanks. I'm so excited that we were able to connect at the um, a conference that we were both at. So.
0: Okay, so you're in Colorado. Yep. yep. And let me just say that I'm freezing this morning. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> water pipes... Even with my water running last night, my husband's out of town, and oh uh, no, you know, which is totally fine, people deal with that every day. It just made I woke up this morning and we had no water. My three boys were trying to get ready for school, and um, so I I say that because I'm thinking, okay, if we think this is cold, um, yeah, we're dealing with a whole different kind of cold.
2: Um, You got to toughen up,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, and it made me just I have a friend who, um, her husband passed away a few years ago, about five years ago. And I just think about all the stuff that she does um, on yeah. her own. And this morning I was like, I sent her a text and I was like, I have so much respect for you for just even more things whenever I have to deal with this on my own, because she has to do it all the time. It just makes me so grateful oh, for the times that, you know, I do have my husband here in those times where uh, we can, he takes care of a lot of those things that, you know, just makes me grateful.
2: Yeah, I, I've um, had our our furnace go out when it was negative 17, so oh my and my was out of town and trying to, you know, manage with all that. It, it does, it makes you appreciate when he is there, but it does, my heart goes out to people who are single parents. I, I don't know how they do it.
0: Yeah, well, you know? she said this morning, you know, she's been so blessed by her neighbors and just men that got, of, got friends and people from her church and that. God has put in her life to help her with times like that so I'm grateful for those people who you know have helped my friend and you just don't think about those little things a little things but you know yes what's the temperature at Colorado
2: you know I would guess yeah in evergreen I'm thinking it's probably about 18 right now yeah it's been in the teens yeah we don't think that's that bad you know it's the positive numbers we're we're not complaining so yeah.
1: wow i think yeah. it's what it was 23 earlier yeah it's now
0: like the sun is out it's like 30 now but it's yeah. been in the 20s all morning yeah that is cold yeah okay so. cold for us yeah <laughs> i mean my
1: insides shake i, <laughs> I mean <laughs> on christmas day
0: i was wearing flip-flops and sure oh, wow
2: no i wasn't nope wasn't <laughs> <laughs> we
0: had Crazy christmas here And last year we had a cold winter um, this year, we were all like, where is the Christmas weather? Because it was in the 70s. And I feel like now we're finally getting our winter. Yeah. I, hope,
1: I would love for it to snow this winter. It's not a true winter without snow.
0: That's right.
2: Come visit me. You'll get some snow. Yeah, yeah we will. Well,
1: yeah. Michelle, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on to our podcast. A little bit to our listeners of how we met is from the conference that we had in New Orleans and it was a great it was a great conference it was the abc is is that right it was like a big expo
2: yep, yeah It was for the athletic business um, it was called the athletic business conference and then we were part of an add-on event called the redefine conference which brought right. in the faith piece yes
1: and i remember we were even on tv together doing a little workout <laughs> video which was so fun actually yeah. i didn't get to see that live my mom found it on youtube and we watched it and it was it was so, so funny, funny. Was downward dogs and yeah he was asking us what we were praying for but it was silly but it, <laughs> it
2: was, was cheesy funny. as can be but you know what if it gets the word out there that you can combine faith and fitness go for it
1: you know go for it exactly and you were one of the speakers and i just really really enjoyed listening to you what you had to share you have a wonderful gift of speaking you really do and how you relate scripture to fitness and your passions and it's just so interesting to hear kind of what God's done in your life and is doing and I just want you to share that
2: with our listeners and
1: Amanda I know she's new to it and um, I think I think they're gonna really love what you have to say
2: well thanks it's definitely something that you know I know it just it just comes from God because the passion that is inside me to help people Really understand what it means to be healthy and how we can get inspired and encouraged to take proper care of our body. It's just so much different than the world's trying to get us to believe. And that's why 95% of the people fail. There's just, there's everything about the way we're going about it and the motives. They just don't line up with God's word. And, you know, His word promises that when we ask anything according to His will, He's there to help us. So there just has to start by doing a mind change, changing our, our thoughts, our motives, our what's inspiring us, all that. And that's just kind of the things that God keeps laying on my heart day after day for years now.
0: Well, I love the verse that Allie has been sharing with us. Um, and she shared it on her Daily Dose fitness page. And we actually put it on our newsletter this last um, podcast. And it's 3rd um, John... and it says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It says says we are called to not only take care of our bodies spiritually, but also physically. So we have the physical strength to serve others in this lost and broken world. And it's Mm -hmm. something, you know, I feel like we all know we're supposed to take care of our bodies. Um, we've always, I've always heard, known the verse, the, our body is a temple of the Lord, and we're supposed to take care of it. But I've never, when Allie shared that verse a few weeks ago, I've never read that verse actually. And yeah, it really just jumped out at me too, and just spoke to me in such a, a powerful way.
2: I, I, you know, it's it's a it is a verse that when we do think about, you know, as Christians. Does our body matter? It's a verse that you know does say to us right there. Yeah, it does. You know, our physical health is so connected with our spiritual health, with our emotional health. I mean, they're all interconnected. And if we have one that's unhealthy, it affects every every part of us. So we have to focus on you know truly that, that our, our our mind, our emotional state, you know, the stress, all those different things, our our physical state, our body, and then of course our spiritual state. You know, that's the biggest. Mm-hmm. Are we are we connecting to God on a daily basis? I mean, John fifteen you know, says that we can do nothing if we're not connected to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we it's 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 just it all does come together. And I just have to tell you, I was reading just yesterday and a verse that just absolutely came out at me is it's not in a strange part of the Bible, but it's in the book of Haggai. And in Haggai one, it says Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? Well, in Haggai, they're referring to the my house as the temple. And they were called to build the temple. And they were putting a lot more emphasis into building their own homes and all the daily tasks that they had and not rebuilding the temple. But as I read this, I was like, hold on. Where does God live now on earth? Where is his home now? Mm -hmm. It's our body right? He lives within those who believe. So why are you so focused in all these other things? I mean, they call it the luxurious homes, but all these other things in your life, when my house, which is now our bodies, is in ruins. Mm -hmm. And that to me was like, whoa.
1: That's powerful.
2: Yeah. And it was so true because now when he's talking, I think about, you know, his temple here on earth, now our bodies, it's not just the physical health. It's also the spiritual health of our bodies. We need to put really, it's not, there's nothing selfish about focusing on caring for our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It's very much what God calls us to do. And it's only when we do that, that we can truly start to live for him have him fully integrated in all we do. And to have joy and peace that shines out so much that people see it and they want to know what's different about us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
2: So really, truly the best way to spread God's love and his truth is to start off by taking care of your own health, physically and spiritually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, you've been in the fitness industry for over 30 years, which is incredible. Very experienced. That reminds me of my mom. My mom yeah. has been about 25 to 30 years as well. And I've grown up seeing that. And one day I hope that I will be able to say the same thing. And I think that, that, that I will. And it just goes to show that you have seen, and you mentioned this when we were talking before, how you've seen so many people fail
2: at yeah. fitness. Mm-hmm.
1: And how um, you've seen them literally, you said literally hate themselves because what their body looks like.
2: Mm-hmm. Do
1: you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I've heard it said that, you know, let your heart break for the things that break God's heart. And I know that God's heart breaks when he hears anyone saying, I hate myself. I can't stand to look at myself in the mirror. You know, just so many negative thoughts that we know don't come from God because he loves us. He loves us just the way we are. And it's such an important thing to fully understand. But when people are saying, they hate themselves and it has a lot of times to do with the fact that they can't make changes to the way they're caring for their body. Mm-hmm. Our world is very much into outward appearances even though God's word in 1 Samuel says the opposite. You know, he says in 1 Samuel, man looks at outward appearances, I look at your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to look into a mirror and see our heart over our outward appearances. But on the other hand, our outward appearances can often reflect our heart. So that's what you know it started with just truly a breaking of my heart seeing so many people who don't love who they are are unhappy with the way they look and can't seem to make the changes and when i first started in the fitness industry i had i had no jesus in my life i didn't i didn't know anything about him it's kind of a strange thing people think it's so odd especially i'm sure you people in the south because i had never been invited to church no one had ever shared jesus with me and i was 40 years old yeah. and literally god i just know he looked down from heaven and he said, come on, Michelle, I got, I got, we're going to change things up here. You know, we're going to go through life together. And he just came down and grabbed my heart. And, um, when he changed me so much, I wanted to help others change and feel the love and joy of Jesus. And, um, and at some quiet time, I just really heard him say, take me to your fitness platform. And so that's kind of really what birthed out faithful workouts was, to begin to incorporate all that God has done in my life and all of his, his truth and the wisdom that he puts into me and sharing it with others. And what I'm hearing from people is that after so many years and so many tries at different diets and exercise you know, plans, they're actually staying committed. They're actually keeping the weight off. They're looking forward to exercise. They're realizing it's about so much more than the size of their pants and that's changing it for them.
1: So what did that transformation look like? I mean, you said that you were 40 years old. You were probably pretty set in your ways by then, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I'm 24 and I, I'm pretty set in my ways of how I live my life and how I like to do things and how my mind works. And and you said that God just came and said, hey, it's time for you to come and follow me and bring fitness into your life. I mean, what? how did that even happen? How did you start changing your daily life? Did you just walk into a church and say, I need help? What'd you do?
2: I know it's it's such a crazy story, because I wasn't even like so many people find God when they hit rock bottom. Uh I wasn't rock bottom. I was actually pretty much enjoying life. I had three healthy kids. I had a husband that loved me, and I loved him. I had, you know, family and friends, and you know, everything seemed to be really going pretty good from what my perspective was at that point. Uh But literally out of nowhere, I said to my husband, "I think we should go to church." And he's like, "What?" And I'm like. No, I think it'd be good for the, you know, if three little kids, I don't want, I'd like them to, you know, have good morals. I had no idea that church was going to be about me. And all I can say is it was truly an experience of the scales falling from my eyes. I went into church and it became truth. And, um, that was in 2003 by 2000, 2004, my husband and I both were baptized by 2005. He was working part-time for a ministry. And, um, a couple of years later, I was, had quit my job and was full-time ministry. I mean, God just literally said, come on, let's go. I mean, I don't know how to explain it any other way. He made his, his, his word be truth in our hearts. And we both knew that we needed to change the way we were doing life. And um, we started to live fully for him. It's crazy. I think that's,
1: (laughs) that's just a characteristic of God that I'm learning right now. And it's the word protective. And he is so protective of us and our hearts that he's, he's protecting us when we don't even know it. And I see that how he was protecting you and your family, because like you said, I mean, a lot of people hit rock bottom and they're like, I have nothing else to turn to. I'm going to turn to God. Mm -hmm. Uh, like you you were living just a smooth sailing life so it seems and I mean everything seemed to be going okay it wasn't like you were you know at the bottom of the pit trying to crawl out Mm -hmm. I mean he was so protective of your heart and your family and had so many more dreams for you than you even realized I mean we're about to talk about faithful workouts and um explain to our listeners what that is and so if you want to tell us a little bit about it um Maybe some details why you started that, or mm-hmm. how it works and, and what it is.
2: Sure. So um, when I first heard God's kind of whisper, you know, bring faithful workouts, bring me, bring me to your your fitness platform. I was teaching in just a regular health club in the area, and in uh, Colorado where I live, about seven percent of people go to church on a Sunday. So trying to get people to come to church was challenging. But I had a had a following at the health club I was at, and I just started. Sharing a little bit of what God was doing in my life, asking him questions that I wish, wish someone had asked me when I was not following Jesus, or just telling the differences you know that I noticed in my life from Jesus. And in, in the years that I was there, it was just so cool because I knew. People were Jewish and Buddhist and atheist and everything else in the room, but they would be singing along with the Christian music and they'd be listening to what I, you know, was talking about. And I knew God was at work within, within them. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, it was all going great. Well, God, in a crazy way, just opened up these doors for Faithful Workouts to go on TV. And um, I just remember clearly when the National Religious Broadcasting Network called me and said, hey, you know we have a great time slot open monday through friday We're looking for an exercise program we'd like you to do it i'm like hmm okay and and the, i have to be honest the first thought that came into my mind and i know it wasn't from god it was like wait a second who are you you're 47 so this was, you know years ago you're 47 who are you to start an exercise program but then it was just amazing because i can remember the voice that came in next and it says don't you dare you're my daughter and i've set you up for this Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, and mm-hmm. miracles that had to happen, because we had to personally pay to produce 20 TV shows, hadn't been doing a lot of TV production up to, the, at this time in my life, I'm like, okay, but to produce 20 TV shows, get them ready, get them to the, the, the network, and God just, in a miraculous way, lined up all these different things for us. We started on TV in um, April of 2009. And then probably like seven different networks have added on since then. So it's, it's in Israel. It's places that I, I'm just amazed that God has opened the door for it to get into. And um, then really where we're moving now is an online program, just like so many things are going online. And so we have something called the F3 plan. And this is truly, truly, truly believe in it because it, it incorporates, incorporates the faith, the fitness, and the food. And those are all three critical. You can't leave one of them out. So we, we center everything we do around around the faith, around our motives, our lining up with God's will, asking him for help, all of that. And um, we have about 60 exercise videos right now online some from the very, very beginner, from sitting in a chair and just slightly moving to, you know, full, high-intensity um, interval training workouts. We have weekly menu plans for vegetarians, for gluten-free, dairy-free, and for regular. So really just about all the tools people need to make this change and hopefully make it a lasting change.
0: Wow. When you were talking about your age and just like how you had the voice in your head saying, okay, um, was it 47 you said or 40?
2: This was, I was 47. This was in 2008, in 2009.
0: Okay. Um, it, it just reminds me of how we all the time are trying to put God in a box. You know, so many times we think that we have to be a certain age. I mean, we all do it, um, that this step has to happen first or this happens at this age and, and God doesn't care about any of that. That's what I love about him is that he is an outside of the box God. And we try to so many times put him inside of this box. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it reminds me of that because I've seen so many different times of just, Different stories that I've heard lately of, you know, I have a friend who is going to be coming on our, we have a friend, Sarah Conk, who's going to be coming on our podcast soon. Um, We've been trying to get her scheduled and something comes up, but our goal is to get her on here. Um, But she, you know, has, is the caretaker of this baby who had, you know, was dying, um, had no chance to live. Um, She's this young, just beautiful girl and not married nothing but so many times we think okay you've got to get married you've got to do this before you can have a child and God just said you know what I want you to take care of this baby and that's what she's done she has just surrendered everything and so it reminds me of that story because I always say we try to put God in a box and just like with age you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you know God doesn't care about age he is not on a timeline he is on his timeline and I love that that you are doing that at your age.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I think um, we should all just open up our hearts and our minds to what God has planned for us because we put the limitations there. Dream big, you know. He's he's taken me to places I hadn't even dreamed yet. I hadn't expected these things to happen. And you know, if you think that you need to be um, fully equipped and you know you, you have all the answers in place, you'll never get there. Like just step out and. That's one thing that I've noticed with God, because my personality is, let me go. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll get the job done type person. So he literally just reveals the next couple steps, the next couple steps. And this is all at his pace. I'd want things to move faster and big, but he is just every day showing me some new. I mean, like the revelation yesterday from the book of Haggai, there was other. He just is slowly revealing more and more to me that's equipping me to continue to reach out to people. But he's got that for everybody. He has a plan for every single one of us, and we need to dig out, dig deep into that. Like, God, what is it? Come on, even if it's just for today, what do you have planned for me today? And I'm going to show you that I'm going to be obedient in what you're asking me today, and I can't wait to see what you have for tomorrow. It just changes the way you live, you know, when you're like, going to the grocery store is a mission field. Going to your kid's classroom takes on all new meaning. Being at a sporting event, you don't care anymore so much about the win of the game. It's who has God put next to me in that stand? That I can minister to.
1: I love what you said. You said that he knows I'm a doer, and he reveals. He re- and if he revealed too much, I'd be running without realizing how much I needed him. And when oh, you yeah. said that, that really hit me really hard because God is taking me through a season of rest, and mm-hmm. the word rest and the word alley just do <laughs> not get along. And they <laughs> have. and I think cool. that that's why God is putting me through this season because He's trying to teach me that I need to, I need to have rest. And I also need to learn what balance means as in balancing with my schedule, because he's revealed so many things that when I pack my schedule all day long, that I'm doing good things, Mm -hmm. but I'm neglecting God. And so why am I doing all these good things, but then not even bringing him into my day when I should be doing the opposite, I should not do anything at all. And just you know, bring him in. I mean, that's, he's the number one thing that I need to be focused on. And so I'm Mm -hmm. learning to truly say no to the things that even if they are good, and this has been a lesson, a recurring lesson that he's been teaching me. But I think through this season of rest, he's really been teaching me, like, I want you to get it. And I want you to really hang on to it because in order for me to launch you into the next place in the next chapter of your life, you have to understand this because, If not, these are things that the devil will use against you because it's yeah, and
2: so busyness is such. Busyness is the one of the biggest enemies in our life. Being overly busy, and someone shared with me years ago. We were actually filming um, a series of shows, and I I was in a busy point in my life. And the verse, "Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord." What they shared with me was the the word wait isn't an an, 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 an inactivity. The word wait in that verse means to be bound together to God. So strength will rise as I wait or as I'm being bound together closer to God. It just puts a whole new, for me, a whole new meaning to the word wait. I'm not sitting here doing nothing. I am just trying to draw closer and closer to God as I'm sitting and waiting for him to guide me into what's next.
1: And I think I think this was shared at the conference. I don't remember if you were the one that shared this book or if it was a different speaker, but it's Susie Larson. I'd never heard of the author and it's called a beautiful purpose.
2: Yeah, that wasn't me, but I remember that.
1: Okay. You remember that? Well, it is an excellent book. It's talking about God's purpose for your life and it's directed towards women. And it's really teaching me in the season. She has four different seasons. And the the season, of course, that I relate to is the season of rest. And she she says over and over in her book, she says, "Um, when you are waiting, it's because God is making you ready. So Mm -hmm. it's like he's refining you. And that refining process is not always fun. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of waiting and maybe not a lot of movement in your life. And I'm used to a lot of movement as in, things transitioning. I've been through a lot of transitions lately. And so I'm used to that, but waiting and knowing that even though you're waiting, there's still movement. You might not be physically moving and jumping to different Mm -hmm. jobs or different, different things, but I mean, you're waiting because he's making you ready and he's taking those qualities away that he, that will come back and maybe hurt you in the future if he doesn't rid them from you.
2: Yeah. So much of our life is we want, to be, we want to be, the most of us, doing, going, do, do. I want to try a new thing, try a new this. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I found with this whole journey to better health is it starts in our mind and we really need to change the way we think. But so often all we want to do and we focus on, and most fitness programs out there are trying to change what you do. So it's all about a new diet, a new exercise. This will be the answer. If I just stop eating this food or do that, that's the answer. Well, that's not the answer. It starts within our heart and our mind. And Romans 12, 2, for the most part, says um, we need to let God change the way we think, and then we'll know what to do. And so often we're just trying to change what we're doing. And that's why, you know, that's why I so believe in what Faithful Workouts is about, because we're constantly getting people to think differently about exercise. Can you repeat that verse one more time? It's Romans what? It's, from, it's Romans 12, 2. And there's different versions of it, but, the, you know, whether it's NIVL, NLT, I think it's NLT version that talks about, let God change the way you think, and then you'll know what to do.
1: Yeah, that's a great verse.
2: It is so important. Like we just, it starts in our mind. And, um, you know, that's, if you remember, I talked about, I think I talked about the ABCs of fitness. Mm -hmm. Those ABCs have nothing to do with a diet or an exercise plan. It has to do with one, A, ask. Ask God for help. That's the A. B, believe he can help you. I mean, so often we will throw up a prayer to God, but in our hearts, we don't really believe he can change things, but he can—all things are possible with God. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we have to believe that He can change us, and then C, which is a huge one, is I say, check your motives. Why do you need to know the why behind what you're trying to change? Why am I trying to change? This is um, it's a story that's really kind of tender to my heart right now because some of our. Greatest friends. We've been friends for years. They were just in Hawaii on December 27th. Their son hit a wave wrong and he's currently paralyzed from his neck down. And um, his dad was just saying he went to the gym for the first time about um, a couple of days ago. And he went into the gym and he was ready to exercise like he had never been before because he had to be physically strong enough to pick up his 19-year-old son and move him from a wheelchair to a bed to whatever it was until God healed him. He said, I need my core strong. This isn't about me anymore. This isn't about me looking good. I am going to get strong because I need it for this reason. And we never know when God is going to ask us to do something that requires physical strength. And so we need to be ready. And if we can get our motives to start thinking, I want my body strong so I can help others, so I can truly be physically fit enough to pick something up or move something or do what it is. Mm-hmm. I need to be strong enough so that my my body is in a good place so that I can even draw closer to God with my, my, my spirit. Mm-hmm. It just changes everything when we check those motives. And it's about so much more than just trying to impress others which who would ever really admit that like i'm going to lose weight so i can impress others but really deep in our hearts why so many of us do it i want to look a certain way so people will love me more so i'll I'll get more respect from people so that i impress people that's just not where god's going to get behind you Mm
0: -hmm. that's such a great way to look at it and i know for me and a lot of people i mean just as humans we are so on feelings all the time and we're not going to always, I know Allie is a, an awesome fitness girl, but I bet that you're not always ready to work out. Oh, absolutely not. And I know for me, like, you know, starting new year goals and, um, trying to, you know, just praying about being more consistent with my workouts. I mean, I last week I had to just pray for like 20 minutes. God, please get me, you know, be my strength. And he was, and I think those are the moments that we realize how much we do need him in just physical activity and and if we want to be consistent and keep our goals. And um, it's so important just to start that out with him because we're not going to always feel like getting up and doing it. I mean, I had a mind battle for like 20 minutes and just praying, you know, and even when I was exercising, I was just praying, God, help me get past this this goal of minutes and he helped me go further, which was so awesome. Cause I I text Allie and told her how excited I was just to be able to go further than I even prayed about. And that's how God works. He does get us through that. He wants to be our strength. Mm-hmm. We rely on our own strength is when we fall short. Health and fitness is not
1: focused on the heart. I mean, no, yeah. no, no one, not a lot of people, I mean, you just look at advertising or, you know, on TV or in gyms, it's to make yourself look better, not Mm -hmm. to make yourself closer to the Lord so that you can be strong when he needs you to have physical strength. And that really is so hard to change mindsets of so many people because our world is saying, well, you want a six pack abs, so you'll look better in your swimsuit or you need to look better so your husband will stay attracted to, to you and not want a younger girl. I mean, all of these things that are, I think, not even consciously. I mean, they just are in our minds because of what we see in society over and over and over. But really, I mean, being a voice, those, those of us who are fitness professionals that have a relationship with the Lord, and also those of us that aren't in the fitness industry, but understand that if you're going to work on yourself spiritually by getting up, doing your quiet time, reading the Bible, going to Bible studies, being involved in a community group. Those are all the spiritual side of it. But what is it that you're doing physically to strengthen your muscles, your bones, um, to do things like picking up your grandchildren when you're older and being able to sit on the floor and play with them? I mean, there's so many reasons you need physical strength. Mm -hmm. And it's so different than just you know, working out to be physically attractive.
2: Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a strong, you know, healthy looking body. Mm-hmm. And What I say to people, when people notice your body changing, which it will, it's a natural outcome. When you take care of your body and you're truly being healthy and how you're eating and your exercise, your body will look different. Use it as a moment to give God glory. That's mm-hmm. just an outward appearance that people are looking for. And when they say to you, whoa, how did you do this? You know what? for so many years, I was doing it for myself. I just wanted to look a certain way. I was doing diets and these weird things. But you know what? I finally turned to God and I asked him to help me on this journey. And I said, help change my mind, help change my heart. And he did. And I'm just so thrilled that he was able to do this. You know, that's just, wow. Okay, get a great, let, this, let the body be a motivation so that the outward people will notice. And then you can tell them about God. Everything is about Let them notice, let your light shine before man so that you can give, you know, glory to your father in heaven. Let your body change so you can glory to God. Right.
1: Um, Well, back to the faithful workouts. I know we talked a little bit about it, but I'm a visual person and I know, I know, I know a little more about faithful workouts because I heard you talk about it, but for Amanda and for our listeners, give us an example if, and I know we could probably look online, but if we wanted to either get a DVD or look at your website i mean what would we see would it just be you would we have equipment would there be a classroom setting
2: sure yeah there's um right now the the f3 plan that i was mentioning earlier that would be the first place i'd suggest people to go to go to the f3 plan you simply put your email in and i say that it's free and i think people are always hesitant like oh it's free but she's going to really try to get money out of us here or there I'm really not. God, it was crazy. He just very clearly made me know that I was supposed to offer this for free. So there's no um, barriers to like giving it a try. And so you sign up, you'll get your first email. It's called week one. And on there, you'll have a link to all the exercise videos. You'll have your menu plans. You'll have an article to read um, that ties in scripture to your journey to better health. So that is ideally the place to start. Now, some people don't like to work out they, you know, on a computer or a phone. They want a DVD. We do have those as well. We've got anything from beginner workouts called Total Fitness Beginner. Then we've got some intermediate ones. We've got um, one of the things that I'm really excited is we have something called Pizzazz. And pizzazz, I would say, is similar to Zumba because it's a, a dance type workout, um, but it's all Christian music, like all of our workouts are, has Christian messages, but there's no inappropriate type dance moves. And um, the word pizzazz is actually used in the Bible to describe King David dancing on the streets because he's so excited because the Ark of the coming into town. He doesn't care that people are watching. He is just dancing with joy. And that's how pizzazz starts. So that's one of our, our workouts. Um, another thing is we're launching a new program called Reignite. And this is where people can actually do the programs within their local churches. It's a 12-week study. There's a book. Each week, everybody reads about Uh, spiritual health and physical health. So some very, very practical stuff like how hard should you work out, what's your maximum heart rate, target heart rate zones, nutrition 101, A lot of information, but then also the spiritual side. How can God's word encourage you to make the changes you wanna make? There's questions that the group can discuss. They work out together um, to a video unless the instructor feels confident and trained to lead a group. And that's where I really feel like we're going to see some huge change happening because you can invite people to come into your church who don't know Jesus, but who want to exercise. They can exercise as a group. I just think people's lives, I really believe, are going to be changing. I'm thrilled about this new Reignite program.
1: That sounds great. When is that already out or when does that come out?
2: It comes out this week. We just are finishing the last touches to the um, the book. Is in print, right? It's going to print. Um, in two days, it will be... I think almost done. So we're, we're just about ready to launch it. And then we also have a retreat in Dallas on um, February 5th and 6th. And that's called the reignite retreat. So part of it, the first half is just anybody who wants to come and who really needs to just get a jump start on what does it mean to be physically and spiritually fit. How do I incorporate all of these together? And it's a, a retreat down there for two days. And then the last um evening and next day on the sixth and seventh, it's a training session for people who want to start a fitness uh, group in their church. And we're going to be training them on how that, you know, works, what it looks like, and um, that's just something that is all really new, but super exciting. Just been in the works for quite a while, but just um, now finishing it up.
1: Wow. That's exciting. So it lots, is. Of
2: lots of exciting Y'all stuff. Been and busy. <laughs> it's been busy. busy. I know it's been, um, but you know, it's, it's easy to get excited to work about something that, you know, God is behind and you know, you're passionate about for me to still love to exercise after 30 some years is that's just got to come from God. (laughs) And, um, I just, I want to encourage people because I, at 53, I truly feel physically stronger than I ever have. I, I mean, I, I, I work out consistently, but I'm not crazed about it. You know, I mean, I, I work out six days a week because I teach classes and I do about 45 minutes a day. I listen to my body. I don't push it past its own hundred percent. And I am so thankful. Like I haven't noticed a change in my metabolism. I still eat, you know, normal food, I just don't eat sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's just, it doesn't have to be all consuming to be fit. It doesn't have to be your God. You just have to keep it in its right place. Just like, you know, food can sometimes be our God, our God of comfort that we turn to. Mm -hmm. And so much of our life is just, um, we're not, we haven't organized it properly as to priorities. God has always got to be number one and let everything else fall underneath that. But God has to be number one. And if we put fitness or food or pleasure or comfort or anything above God, it just messes with us. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I love hearing your story, just everything that God has done in your life and how he has brought you to himself and how he is using you with your talents and your gifts for his kingdom. This is awesome stuff that we can, um, some of these things we can put in our show show notes for Mm -hmm. our listeners. Um, We wanna get to know you a little bit better before we end this conversation. Um, What do you do for fun with your family? Well, our
2: family, we're all pretty active people. A lot of rock climbing and hiking and that kind of thing. But one of our favorite things that we've done is um, we love to travel. And um, it's amazing. Like when my husband and I both switched from business world to ministry, I was like, oh, I guess that means our travel won't well, we won't be able to travel as much, you know, just financially and everything. But it's we found this thing called home exchange. And so we like switch homes with people in foreign countries. And oh it's,
1: you, you switch homes with people in foreign countries.
2: And we're not talking just homes. We're talking cars, we're talking dogs and pets, and friends.
0: For how long? Like a week? I've never heard of this.
2: Oh, my goodness. It's so amazing. So we have done a three-week one, a four-week one, and a five-week one. Um, And we have frequent flyer miles from some, which is awesome. So we can, we pretty much fly there for free. We trade homes, trade cars, no cost associated with it. And we love it because you're not just staying in a hotel with a bunch of Americans. You are really integrated into a new culture and we do things with their friends so we'll set they'll set it up that we can go meet their friends just like when they're in our home we introduce them to people in the neighborhood and um we have seen so much of the world this way and it was really neat I was talking to my 20-year-old daughter recently and she said probably one of the biggest influences in her life was our just adventure and travel you know that we would go off and we would we wouldn't even really have a plan in place. We just get to these countries and we go and we walk and we see and we learn how other people live and just get a different perspective on things. So that's probably one of the craziest things we do. Um,
0: okay, well. so do people do this or did did you guys come up with this? Because I've never heard of this.
2: No, there's like websites all about it, a home exchange, home exca- exchange. Where have vacation. I
0: been? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it on a TV show. Like, yeah, yeah. on TV, <laughs> yeah, but. I've never heard of it, that's really interesting
2: we've had unbelievable success stories you know maybe other people have some you know things that happened Uh like people are like aren't you worried about people coming in your home i'm like i got nothing for them to steal Uh yeah it's not like i have an expensive voss sitting on my counter like there's nothing and my neighbors you know kind of check in and, and and see how things are going you know my dogs would be my my biggest concern but I love them like they will email me years later how are your dogs like you know we missed your
0: dog. So um well, it does seem like a great opportunity to just get to know and go to different parts of the world and the country and um yeah there's that's def- definitely adventurous. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we just, so we've been we've been able to go on my husband's um, ministry. He works for a ministry called Half Time, and through that, we've been able to go on these like three week and four week mission trips down in the Dominican as a family. I mean, just so many amazing opportunities to to keep us kind of out of our own little bubble here in yeah. Colorado, you know. So. My, my daughter's leaving for Europe in two weeks. Like she still is traveling the world when she can. And all of my kids, they just have, um, I think kind of an adventurous spirit because we would just like, let's just do it. Let's go.
1: So fun. It is fun. One thing yeah. that I saw too, you were talking about one of your favorite things to do is to relax. And you talked about a new thing that you've started walks with God, where you, um, have no phone no friends it 's just your dogs how 's that going
2: it 's so awesome. Um, I was s- sitting there trying to like set some new goals for the new year, and one of them was like you were talking earlier about wanting to do so much for God, but it 's harder for you to just sit with God and i 'm right there with you. sometimes I find myself worshiping more my serving opportunities than I do the one who creates those serving opportunities and So I started to say, okay, I need to just sit and pray. And what I find is I can't really sit and keep my mind focused. It's kind of weird, but when my body's in motion, it calms my mind. And so instead of trying to fight against that, I decided around three o'clock each day to go take a walk with God. And as soon as I walk out of the gate of my house, I start to say, okay, God, what have you got for me today? What what can I, sh-? and I start to just talk and there's times when I come back and I kind of go, oh, that was my walk of gratitude today. I'm, I'm so thankful I'm healthy enough to walk. I'm so thankful for what he created around me to look at. And other days I come back with a different perspective, you know, of him, you know, sharing something else with me. And it's just been, um. A great way for me to connect. I'm not saying that it replaces my time in my Bible because I need to still fill up from his word directly from his Bible, you know, what he says in the word, but I, I don't get mad if I can't sit there that long. I ask him, share with me what you want me to hear today. Whatever it is, you know, he seems to give me that little nugget, but then on the walk we talk a little bit more.
0: We were talking about this the other day. If you just start walking like three times a week, you know, or, and then every day, a, a walk, a little walk every day can just get you started in getting active and you can talk to the Lord at the same time. So yeah, you know, it's,
2: I hate to say it's a multitasking moment, but you know, yeah, it's great. great. You know, the one thing that I, I share with people, because a lot of people, they do, they love to walk, but I encourage people after a little bit, add strength training because something that a lot of women don't realize is that especially at about age 40 but it starts younger than that but really at age 40 our muscle mass it starts really deteriorating so we're losing muscle and our metabolism is based off of our muscle because muscle uses up more calories than fat Mm -hmm. so if we lose muscle even though we're changing nothing else in our life, our metabolism slows, we start to put on weight. And strength training for women as we age is critical to our health. I want everyone to hear that. You need to strength train. I, I, so many people will walk up to hours and hours a week, but they're saying, I'm not noticing any change. And it's because that strength training component is critical and at our core. If you don't strengthen your core, you will probably have back injuries. So, core strength training, not to say those walks aren't good, but maybe walk 10 minutes less and do 10 minutes of strength training. You were asking earlier about equipment that we use on our website. And we have three things that four things that we use an exercise band, which is a minimal investment, it's like $10 on our website, and we do hundreds of exercises with this exercise band, which adds the resistance. We have a fitness loop, which is just a circular band and a mini ball that we use as well. And then light weights, picking up some light weights and doing some bicep curls, some shoulder presses, just basic stuff will make a huge difference. So we need to start train.
0: Thank you so much for those tips and yeah. educating us. I think that's great that you, I'm glad you mentioned that for 40 year olds because I've been reading about that Um, and I think a lot of times people do not have that knowledge of knowing that at a certain age that you do start losing, um, that, and it's so important to add that.
2: That's why I'm so passionate about the videos. Um, especially the ones that on our website are called TBW, which stands for total body workout, because People don't have time to research and really figure out what is the most effective way and safe way for me to exercise my body. Mm-hmm. In reality, you need cardio, strength, core, balance, flexibility—those five components. You need muscle balance, so you're working opposing muscles. There's so much that goes into it, but the average person doesn't know what that looks like. So that's why you know I really believe in these workouts. Is they, I think about that. So even though you, so you don't have to, you don't have to go through your body and go, oh, did she work our abductor and our adductor properly? Did I do that today? I did. So, you know, if you do a series, there's 31 of them right now on there. So there's one for every day of the month, if you wanted to go at it that way, but they're well-rounded 27 minute workouts and they include what all that you need. And the other thing is that you are hearing God's word throughout your workout. And when we exercise, there's, Literally, chemical changes taking place in our brain, not just we're more alert, literally chemical changes in the hypothalamus that allow us to retain more information. So when we're exercising, we're hearing God's word, we're hearing scripture, it's changing your mind. It's changing the way you're thinking because it's getting into your brain. Mm -hmm. And just lastly, because I'm talking about the brain, I don't think people understand this too, that Alzheimer's, which to me is one of the saddest diseases to go through as an individual, but even more so for the family members, the number one way to prevent Alzheimer's is exercise. I mean, if you don't want Alzheimer's, you can reduce your risk. I mean, there is a chemical, there's a gene. but For the most part, you can reduce your risk of Alzheimer's by 50% if you consistently exercise. I mean, that's huge. Why would you not do it? Yeah. Well,
1: and and one thing that you you mentioned earlier, and so I'm going to kind of go back to this for a second. And if I'm being completely honest, it has been a really big struggle for me to balance. I mean, it. I guess I'm going to go back to saying in the mornings, I like to do my quiet time, and I love to exercise in the morning. I would prefer exercising in the morning that way. I can shower, start my day. And I don't have to think about it the rest of the day. It's like the rest of my day is free to do other obligations, to work, mm-hmm, um, yeah. to hang out with friends and family, and so it's a really big struggle for me. And I have I have women ask me all the time, "Well, what do you do? Do you sacrifice your quiet time so that you can go and exercise, or do you just?" work on yourself spiritually and read the Bible and then just don't exercise. And that is something that I've faced that is hard to do, trying to find that balance. What would you say to somebody that maybe does their quiet time, is, an, is interested in starting more of a workout pro, um, workout program, but just doesn't know where to start or how to delegate that time? Wow.
2: To it? And I think, you know, time is one of the biggest reasons listed why people don't exercise. And in reality, it's a priority issue. You know, whoever says, oh, I just didn't have time to go to the bathroom today. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have time to change my clothes. So here I am in my pajamas at work today. Um, But on the other side, how to fit it all in, even when it's a priority is a challenge. And I think what I would encourage people to do is first thing, get into the Bible, because that is spiritual training. It's, you know, it's, First or second Second Timothy, it says, physical training is a value, but spiritual training is a value in all things. So spiritual training, getting your mind first of all, connected with God to set your path for the day is important that might be a little bit shorter because you can continue with that spiritual training while you're exercising. So you do your spiritual training and then you can go into an at-home workout, it can save you a lot of time. You're not having to drive to a club, check in, walk in, get you know, to meet, see people, get into a conversation. You can get it done fast when you're at home and you can get a full workout in right there in front of your computer or your TV. And during that, continue to speak to that. Let the music come in. You know listen to the messages at the end and if you do say a 20 minute quiet time and a 30 minute workout i mean think about it that's less than an hour to mm-hmm. do that yeah shower in and off you go but it's 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 priority it's writing it in your calendar if you can't do this write it down it's the most one of the most important appointments you're going to make for the week don't change it don't cancel it don't make up a reason why you can't be there write it down and just do it. Like, how often do we say at night, I'm so bummed I worked out today? Yeah. You know, you won't yeah. that guilt that carries over with you into the, your life because yet again, you didn't do it. You don't have to feel that way anymore. You can you just do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and back to exercising, it's, it's crazy how, and, and to my experience, I mean, I've made some of my biggest life decisions while I'm working out absolutely you know, crazy but it's so true that your the way that your mind works and the way that you know you can walk into a workout not wanting to do it super stressed out have a to-do list three pages long and and i say you but i'm talking myself all of us yeah then i walk into a workout and first 5 minutes yeah, I'm still pretty much thinking about it while I'm getting warm. But then after that, I'll leave that workout and I'm like, you know what to do list? I can do that later. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been able to just put that down, but it's something about just exercising your body and your mind and the combination of two, of the the two, it just clears your mind to start the rest of the day.
2: I remember one time I I literally got a, a, a text and a picture from my son and it was his car totaled and I knew he was okay, and my husband was talking to him, but I had to go in and teach a class. And I got in there, and the worry, and how are we going to get another car? What are we going to do? And I was listening to the music, and it says, Jesus, I place all my life in your hands. And I thought, oh, my goodness, thank you, God, for that lyric. I changed. But dude, done. Like, I'm not worrying anymore. Mm-hmm. I place all. I that, It was just being in that moment, physically busted it out, hearing, are you really, Michelle, doing what you're pre- are you putting all of your life in my hands? Cool. Then let's move. You know, and so yeah. you do. It just changes everything. You know? Right. I, I just have to share, like, you know, when you're, we're talking about these walks and talking to God and how we can really grab our attention when we're moving. It's just a funny story. This is, I was down in the Dominican and I was going for a walk and I did these morning walks by myself. My time to talk to God. I was there on a mission trip, but I had a writing assignment come in that was overwhelming me. And I couldn't really connect with everybody on the trip. And I was kind of, my mind was going. And I was on a walk going, God, why am I here? I feel like you brought me here, but I'm not connecting. What is it? And as I was speaking, I'm looking in the distance and I see this old man. And he is just working like crazy on some landscape. And my heart started to go out to this old man. And I was walking past him. And I, people always say, how do you hear it? I don't know. I heard God say, go play your music for him. I had a song on and I noticed that it was a Nicole C. Mullins song called My Redeemer, and it's in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. I don't have any music in Spanish, but that one song. And I was like, really? This is I walked past him. No, God, you, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my music in his ear. I don't know how to speak Spanish. You know that. All right, I'll turn around. I turned around. I took my headphones off. I put them in his ear, and I pushed play. And I can't even explain to you what happened at that moment. His face radiated love and joy he stood up he pointed to the sky and he started going my papa my papa my i was like god is that why i'm here oh my god why you brought me here was for this one man and thank you for this moment you know that's just when you talk to him and you're willing to do what he says and you're focusing on his voice i i still get choked up even thinking of it like joy of the man's face yeah And the funny thing is, like I told you, I'm a doer, so I thought this was my new ministry. I was the new landscape, you know, (laughs) minister. And so I see another guy out there, and I'm like, oh, I'll go up to him now. And I stick my headphones in and I push play, and he looks at me like I am a crazy lady. He hands me back the headphones. It's not even the right song. Everything. So I'm like, okay, God, I got it. I got it. It was just (laughs) me. I don't take off and run with the new concept. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, I, I think he has so much grace for us because I think that he appreciates us wanting to be doers, um, yeah. people that want to do, do, you know, do all the time. And I think that he appreciates that, but I think that it's so, just so sweet of him to make it humorous and be yeah. like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> like you went a little too far. Yeah.
0: Think, okay. okay come went on. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. Well, there's so much we can take away from this conversation today and just, Hearing your story, the few things that I'm taking away overall is priorities, taking care of the two most important things, um, your spiritual life, physical life. And when you do that, you are able to take care of others. Um, if you don't take care of yourself first, it's hard to kind of serve and, and help others throughout the day and get other things done. So for me, those are the things I'm taking away from hearing you speak this morning. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's great. That's, I mean, okay, so here's one last little thing to put on your little takeaway. Don't eat sugar. Don't
0: eat oh, sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: so hard. <laughs> that's my okay. number one. I didn't I didn't really touch too much on the whole food part of it, but if you can just do that one thing, and I know people get... They're very touchy when it comes to that whole sugar issue, but I have researched the the, the living daylights out of sugar because um, I have a son who has an autoimmune disease and I have a daughter who has some digestive issues. And it's just the good thing about those two is that it's caused me to dig deeper and deeper into health. And the number one consistency in every single plan that I can read is sugar is our enemy. Mm. it really really add and i'm not talking the sugar that comes naturally in fruit and vegetables and dairy i'm talking about added sugar of all sorts sweeteners it is causing inflammation in our body and inflammation is really at the root cause of almost every illness that we um, get thank you so much for sharing everything i mean we've really enjoyed it
0: yes thanks, thanks guys thanks Super well. so nice talking to you today
2: yeah thanks so much and i'm um it was just a real joy to be able to share kind of what's god been putting in my heart
0: We love hearing from listeners and friends as they share what they like about our show. Lauren Woodyard said, when I'm having a bad day, all I have to do is listen to Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda, and my day is better. Love that. Um, Sylvia Williams, she is a listener of ours, and she
1: said one thing that makes her want to listen. She said, Allie and Amanda have great camaraderie that is entertaining. I love that we're entertaining because sometimes I feel like we're not. So
0: hopefully <laughs> well, we are. <laughs> we're serious, sometimes funny. Uh, I don't know, whatever comes out, we're just real. So yeah. hopefully, I'm glad yeah. that people are enjoying that. She also said, the, the one
1: thing that she enjoys the most about our podcast is listening to stories from different
0: people and their perspective journeys. I love that, because that's what we try to do. Yes, I like that too. And back to Lauren Woodyard, she also said that she listened to our podcast when she was traveling over the holidays, and she Mm -hmm. got to catch up on like three, and not only is she a fan, but her fiancé is a fan too. So we have a male listener out there. That's good to hear. Yes. Well, it's 2016,
1: and we've had one podcast down for the new year, Mitzi White, if you have not listened to her. Please join in and listen to her story of transformation, um, not just physically, definitely physically, yeah. but also her walk with God was transformed as well. It's a great story. We're so glad you joined us today on Living Out Loud. If you are listening to us through an iPhone app or the podcast app, we would love for you to leave us a review. If you write a v- review and you can rate us, then that helps other listeners. Find us on the podcast app and hopefully be encouraged as well.